been 24 hours. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. No, that's not true. I'm still angry, too. Welcome to another episode of Lombardi Time Brews. I am your host, John Delray. That's right, we are now 24 hours after the absolute self-inflicted debacle that was the Green Bay Packers playing in London. And my goodness, what a mess. You know, the more I've reflected on this game, the more that I've watched, the more that I've followed smarter people than me on Twitter, it just gets worse. Like, worse and worse and worse. I'm going to start you off with a, for instance, right away, the fourth and two towards the end of the game. You know, they're, they're sitting, what, on a five-yard line? It's fourth and two. They snap it. Giants defenders, before the ball is snapped, are actively pointing to the side that Rodgers is going to throw to. Mark Sanchez, who got derided all game for not having any clue about how football works or anything about the Packers, said like before the ball step where the ball is gonna go because it's an rpo and rogers just made up his mind that the p is the only one that matters of rpo and to the left he had romeo dobbs for what would have been a game tying touchdown josh myers just straight up bulldozed through the defensive line aj Dillon or aaron jones could have had those two yards too Instead, we opted to do a back shoulder Lazard. Now, that was just one facet, right? An example of it getting worse and worse. But then you get to the post-game press conferences. And I talked a little bit about it yesterday. I'm going to talk more about it today. Because it's so absolutely disheartening to know that before Lafleur even came out for the press conference, you knew what he was going to say. It's on us. Yeah, we know. We didn't run the ball enough. Yeah, we know. Because after every loss, it's the same thing. It's the same thing every time. And in order for the Packers to get over the hump, where they've been stuck for years, stuck as a one-and-done team or the NFC Championship, or just, just coming up short, we knew something was going to have to change. We knew that. You can run it back with 90% the same roster, but something's got to change. And coming into the year, we were kind of under the impression that the thing that would change is, all right, this is no longer a high-flying, pass-oriented team, especially without Devontae. But if we're going to be a run and defense team, the wide receivers we have are capable for that. Dobbs, Watson can take their time. We've got Sammy Watkins to to occupy space until then we've got Lazard as the new de facto one and Lazard for the most part is playing pretty well he's still blocking as well as he's ever been he had over a hundred yards receiving against the Patriots he's doing his job Randall Cobb is looking downright spry finishing with 99 yards yesterday last time he had a hundred yards in a Packer uniform was 2018 I do believe last time at all was 2019 I think 
finished with 99 yards yesterday and looked good doing it. But then, where do you go from that? Because the wide receivers they've got are good enough to accomplish the scheme and the philosophy of a team that walks in and says, we're better than you, we're faster, we're stronger, we know it. We're going to do what we do, and you will bend to our will. Because we're going to walk out here with an above-average offensive line, whether we've got David Bakhtiari or not. We're going to take Aaron Jones, we're going to take A.J. Dillon, and they are going to run through you. And then when you load up the box and you think you're going to stop them, we still have Aaron Rodgers. But the point of the offense is we still have Aaron Rodgers. I feel like what the Packers have been trying to do more so lately is Rodgers being out front and still being the number one. Well, teams aren't afraid of it anymore. We're seeing the teams clamp down against the line. The exact defensive thing that we were talking about against Tampa when they had no wide receivers that we talked about against the Giants. Clog the lanes, get up front. The Giants didn't even do that that much yesterday. I mean, we saw them drop their safeties, yes, but they didn't completely sell out to stop the run that often. And we tried. We tried to do shot play after shot play. It didn't work. And then we walked away from it. So the team, basically, it all boils down to, offensively, what's the identity? We came in with the understanding that this was going to be a, a run team that could use Rodgers to get them to a new level, right? That's how they were built. But what kind of run team has the lead or is tied in a game against an inferior opponent? What kind of run team then says, eh, nah, we're not going to run anymore. Instead, we're going to do three shot plays. None of them are going to work. Or I should say one, maybe two shot plays. But for sure, three passes. Incomplete all of them and bunt them away to you. That seems better. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And for me, what it all boils down to. I'm going to talk about the defense. i got a little bit more to say about the offense. But after ruminating on this for a full day now and reading the opinions of lots of other people, some people have been covering the team forever. It's leadership. In Lafleur's first year, we heard all about all gas, no effing break. In his earlier portion of his career, too, he talked about, we got to come out with our piss hot. When Joe Barry was first hired as defensive coordinator, it was all this energy, right? Everyone talked about the energy that he brought. And after Stone Cold Mike Pettin for a couple years before that, it was a refreshing change because Joe Barry was going to let the guys run around more. He was full of energy. They were going to tackle, swarm to the ball hell is that all gas no break piss hot swarm to the ball it's gone and if this were a one game anomaly okay the Packers just get off the plane like fine 
Fair enough. I don't like it, but like you could you could deal with it, right? The problem is it's been going on so long that you have to wonder now who's at fault, right? We've seen this with special teams. You get what you emphasize, and we are now we fence. You know, they brought in Mo Drayton last year, and the special team stayed bad. Okay, so then we get some pieces this offseason. We bring in Dallin Levitt, Rudy Ford, a whole bunch of guys, Keyshawn Nixon, right? And we say we are going to be intentional about special teams. We're going to pay Rich Bisaccia uh, a truckload of money, make him one of the highest paid coordinators in the NFL. We're going to bring him in. We are going to emphasize special teams, and it will get better. And it is. Right? But it took the Packers how long to see that they needed to change? How many times in the Matt LaFleur era have we seen a team just not get off the plane? Right, Players themselves have talked about it. The players don't particularly travel well. And there could be a bevy of different reasons for that. But you got to find why and fix it. Right? How many times do we have to sit through a press conference where Matt LaFour says, it's on us, we didn't we didn't uh, run enough, we didn't coach, we got our coach today. Yeah. But the problem is, if you get what you emphasize, why is this not being fixed? And it comes down to leadership. One of my big takeaways as I was reflecting on this yesterday is I hope for a player-only meeting. Now, we will never hear about this. We'll never get the details because it's going to be a player-only meeting and then we're going to hear that it's just a, oh, it's a standard meeting. But the style of leadership that the Packers have just isn't tenable. Rodgers, Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, Lafleur. They're all mature. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. Wonderfully mature. They know what to say, when to say it. And when was the last time that you saw any one of those four get completely fired up? I hope you saw it. If you didn't, go look it up. The, the little video clip of Brian Dable, the Giants head coach, leaving the field yesterday in London. That was a big dude who was awfully ecstatic. I mean, just walking off the field, screaming, raising his arms, pumping. He had more energy than damn near anyone on the entire Packers yesterday walking off the field. I know Mercedes Lewis says, Nah, we don't need to get amped up. We're professionals. Maybe some of you are. Maybe some of you don't need that. But it's becoming really apparent that some of you do. Is Matt LaFleur the type to rally the troops to get them up to get their piss hot? Or does he just tell them that that's what he wants? And it's okay if he's not that guy. But they gotta have someone who is. It's a necessary part of the recipe. Is it Jair? Is it Rashan? Speaking of Jair, you know, Jair's sitting around in the locker room yesterday. I believe that this is the way that it went. He's sitting around in the locker room yesterday and saying, man, we play like that, we're going to lose to the Jets. 
Can't play like that. I'm going to lose to the Jets. And then Rodgers comes out in his press conference and says, you know, Jaws my guy, but we can't be talking like that. We need a positive mindset. We got to manifest a win against the Jets. And I'm really not trying to come off as negative against what Rodgers said. I do believe that there is power in things like mindset and words. But negative words exist for a reason. And they can be used in a beneficial way. Jerry Alexander was right. <laughs> they play like that, they lose to the Jets. He's not wrong. So what I want to see is a player-only meeting where Aaron Rodgers doesn't say a word. Like Aaron Rodgers, you you have your definitive leadership style. And it works for you. But who is the guy on this team that's the enforcer, that's the passion, that's the fire up? If you're going to lead me to believe that getting ramped up does absolutely nothing because you are professionals and you don't need to be emotional, you can just go out and do your job, well, you better do it and be precise. I understand what you're going for. You're going for that emotionless guy who could just go out and do his job. You don't need to be ramped up by the immaturity that is emotions and going to the, the reaches of human emotion. Okay, well, if that's true, then Ray Lewis didn't really do anything for the Ravens with his big pep talks, right? Mike Holmgren, when he would get fired up, yell at Favre, and I remember Bill Schrader, what, that did nothing? Absolutely nothing, right? And I'm not advocating for necessarily just, like, anger or punishment or all the things that come with that. What I'm advocating for is there is a certain level of energy required to do your job proficiently. And for whatever reason, organizationally, your players, your people are not able to get up to that energy threshold for whatever reason. Now, I'm attributing it all to leadership. Maybe it's something else that none of us know about. But it has to change. And to me, I want to hear of a player-only meeting that Jair Alexander and Rashawn Gary run. I remember in training camp when Rashawn Gary went running into the twos and lit them up. Where's that? I remember in training camp when Rashawn Gary damn near got into a fight and Aaron Rodgers had to pull him away. And I tweeted out immediately that that was in a great example of leadership, just two different types. Rashawn Gary going charging in and defending his people, being loyal to his people on the defense, standing up for everything, and Aaron Rodgers going, cool it. They are both necessary components of leadership. And the Packers right now seem to only have one. This is a team without an identity, without leadership. I normally am a very 
very positive guy. I can look back, I can watch a game that is a humiliating loss and say, they're going to be fine. They've been through this before. Or I like to break it down, analyze it, say what went wrong, fix it. Like they have done most times in the past. But I think the reason why this loss hurt differently, stung differently, whatever the hell word you want to say. I think the reason why it's sinking differently in a lot of fans, because we're seeing, we're seeing it on Twitter. It's the best kind of like, best kind of temperature taker, thermometer of the general fandom of humanity, right? That Facebook kind of. But what we're seeing is the people who normally are very reasonable, rational, defensive. Not today. Frankly, I'm one of them. And the reason is because for one of the first times, I looked at yesterday's game and I said, I don't know. This isn't a matter of, of X's and O's or running faster or... This is a team without a mindset. Without... An identity. Does it even have a will to win? And for one of the first times, I don't know as if I can say yes to that. Like, I, I don't know the answer to that question. And I think that is what stings the most you know <laughs> Corey Benke tweeted earlier this morning and I think this is dead on and it's part of what I was trying to say yesterday when Vince Lombardi coached the Packers and I know it's totally cliche to go back to Vince but in this case I think it works when Vince Lombardi coached the Packers they ran what they ran they would walk in with the sweep and whether the opposing defense loaded the box, whether the opposing defense did this, said this, said this, it, did, it didn't matter. The Packers walked in and said, you think you can stop us? Good luck. And then they ran the sweep because they knew that they were better. They knew that their plan would work. To me, the third and two, the fourth and two at the very end of the game yesterday was totally emblematic of the whole misidentity of the Packers. Right? Rodgers opts for a pass on the RPO. Why? Because there's a bunch of Giants in front of him. So what? Why'd you draft A.J. Dillon besides to use him in settings like third and two against a loaded box? The Giants were missing their best run defender on the defensive line. If the New York Giants would have trotted out eight high schoolers that the Packers offensive line could have sleptwalked through, logic and scheme dictate that they should have passed on an RPO, but that's bullcrap. Because you know if they're going against high school, they can walk right through. Right? And yesterday, they were continually walking right through. And then they get to third and two and fourth and two, and they go, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's too many giants. That's not good. 
I better pass it behind the line of scrimmage again on third down. And on fourth down, I'm going to try a back shoulder throw that everyone knows is coming. That has not worked that much. But I'm going to do it. When instead, walk out with the line. Aaron Rodgers needs to have faith in his people around him to look across the line and say, we are the Green Bay Packers. My offensive line is better than your defensive line, and A.J. Dillon is a machine. We are going to get this first down, and you will not stop us. Does this team have that edge? Defensively, does this team have the freedom, have the edge, have the persona to say, <laughs> you think you can pass on us? Because I don't see it. We're just spinning our wheels of mediocrity because we're allowing other teams to dictate what we do. We've seen it repeatedly, the Joe Barry, something happens, something happens. Saquon comes out of the game or in past weeks, you know, uh, Brian Hoyer's out of the game, so they bring in Bailey's up and they do this and they do this and then, and then Joe Barry goes, wait, I had a plan, but I don't know what they're doing. We're going to go vanilla for two drives and then see what they do. And then I can adjust. Screw that. Who gives a crap what they do? You're better. Act like it. You're the Green Bay Packers. And you allowed a completely hospital bed-led Giants team to dictate whether you should run or pass? to dictate whether you should blitz or not. Their quarterback's on one damn leg. Blitz him. Blitz him. Run man. What the hell are you doing 10 yards off the line of scrimmage every freaking snap? I don't get it. You have Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas. First of all, put Jair in the slot. Let Razul play outside because a coach is supposed to put his players in the positions that work for them best. And Razul, the slot, ain't it. Eric Stokes playing zone, ain't it. So stop with that, Bulls. And let them be in positions to succeed. Line them up, put Jair in the slot, put Razul and Stokes outside, and play man. And for the love of God, if you're not going to play man, at least play press and let them get up on the line. You think playing them back 10 yards? It's the same crap we had with Patton. And then when Joe Barry came on, we were like, oh, it's going to be different now. We were told that he blitzes and he has energy and he tackles himself in the coaching room and all that. It's gone. It's gone. And the Green Bay Packers allowed this to happen to themselves. I know. Today, <sighs> I've had a hard time collecting my thoughts in a succinct, linear order. But this is what it is. All of these conversations around the Packers, it's not, yeah, they got to play better, sure. But that's not 
the real core root of the issue. You know, whether Devondre Campbell is 8 yards deep in zone or 11 yards deep in zone, like I saw someone talking about on Twitter earlier, well, if he's 8 yards deep, he could stop this route if he's 11 yards deep. No, no. Yeah, I, it, those are tiny, tiny little minute details that can help you win a game. Yes, absolutely, but there is something fundamentally and philosophically wrong with this team. And that's a much larger issue than whether a dude's 8 or 11 or 2 yards deep. On a particular zone coverage. There's not a mentality to go after them. To win the game. And all of these thoughts, all of these questions are very big and a number of them are cyclical and there is no perfect answer, but we know something, something has to be done. Or this year that you went all in for, spent all your cap, pushed everything up, will have been for naught. And if this keeps up, you should be ashamed. That's it. As always, I'll be back on Wednesday previewing um, what injuries have occurred to the Packers. We'll see what kind of injury reports there are for the Jets as well. Start doing a little bit of looking ahead for what is quickly becoming what feels like a must-win game for some reason against the New York Jets. Um, please, as always, share, like, subscribe, hit this video. Um, thank you. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for being part of the community. Also, if you have left, I'm so sorry, if you have left comments on any videos in like the last two weeks, so here's what happened, okay? Two weeks ago, I changed some of the settings on my channel, right? I was in there, I was futzing, like, remember, I'm new to YouTube, right? I was futzing with all the little things that you can hit. And I thought I had it set up in a way that all of the comments were like gonna notify me, because I do, I wanna respond to every comment. And you know, I was kinda, kinda beating myself up. Like saying, I'm not, I'm not getting any comments. And then all of a sudden, I went in and I changed the setting yesterday and I got slapped with a whole bunch of notifications for all of the comments of the last two weeks. So I went back, I answered, uh, I think like all of them. If not, if I missed one, I'm sorry. But I went through, commented on a bunch, said sorry. Uh, so please know if you've left me a comment in the last two weeks it shouldn't happen anymore moving forward I think I got it the way that I want it now uh, but yeah if you left a comment in the last two weeks and you didn't hear a response from me holy crap I am sorry I went through and responded last night uh, oh my god I'm so sorry so please please don't be afraid to comment on this video I will respond and let's discuss about this atrocity that is the Green Bay Packers right now Thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, thanks for checking out this video. You go have yourselves a great day. Uh, as Aaron Negler likes to say, go touch some grass. Go, uh, you know, the problems that the Packers have are the Packers to fix, not ours. All we can do is just root for them and, and hope that they get it better. Because at least we here at Lombardi Time Brews, we will always be Packer fans. Even if our favorites let us down. So, you go have a great day. Go Pack Go.